Welcome, everybody, to the Crypto and Mental Health Podcast. Today, we have our special guest who is going to unmute himself, um, Skinu. Um, not sure if I'm allowed to say his real name or not. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, yourself to us, Mr. Skinu? Hey, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Skinu. Scott, thanks for having me on. And I'm excited to talk today. Awesome. So, yeah, you're you're calling from, uh, I think, southern Turkey today. So the, the Internet connection is a little unstable there. Um, so we'll we'll try to be extra forgiving of you. And, you know, besides this, this is the Crypto and Mental Health podcast. So we want everybody to be feeling wonderful and, and not threatened. So when the audio does break out uh, a little bit, hey, we'll just have patience, right? Yeah, I'll so, do my best and uh, um, we'll, we'll manage it as we go. Great. So I think um, you and I met last year um, at the Bitcoin Miami conference, Bitcoin 2022. And uh, you came up to my booth and we had a, a really wonderful conversation about some of the projects that you're working on. And then, you know, some of the struggles that that you've seen uh, in life as well. And, um, you know, so I know that you're very involved in the crypto market and the crypto industry. And, and so why don't you just tell us a little bit about um, you know, your background and, and where you're coming from here and, and what you're working on? Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, I jumped into the crypto market in uh, 2019, and uh, uh, three years ago now, which time flies in this uh, in this market, I guess. And uh, like a lot of people, I uh, started to trade during the pandemic, and uh, uh, I really fell into it like a lot of people do went down the rabbit hole everyone has their rabbit hole story everyone has their rabbit hole rabbit hole story and uh, so i fell down mine yeah and, and uh, yeah i just went head over heels my background's in architecture and um uh, sort of i'd say mid to late late stage career um professional and um uh, so towards the latter half of my career i became more interested in regional economics and regional economic development issues. And so that's what I was doing just prior to uh, um, trading. My, my uh, trade When my trading took off in 2019 and 2020. And um, so really just for context and why I came into your booth, frankly, is because uh, I had been working on a project uh, related to, uh, we, were, we were interested in developing um, regional energy security solutions um and and uh, and then canada where i'm from it was a lot of hydroelectric uh, yep. so um, that's why i came to see you because because my passion was to see if we could what could we do to decentralize economies and uh and how could crypto mining link into that and then the, right. the yep. tail end of things is uh I started a, um, a software development company, and and so we've been working for the last couple of years now, two three years now, 
um, developing smart contract solutions in crypto and, and token in the token space. Very cool. So I know you and I had a very um, impactful conversation at, at that conference, and you know, it it I, I think it it got you a, a little bit you know emotional. Um, what what was that about? You know, it, because I I know you have a real heart for for the the local people there uh, in Canada where you were. And, and I, I'm just wondering, you know, after it's been maybe a year or so, you know, what, what did that moment mean to you and what, what, what happened there? Yeah, well, uh, Miami was a, a real watershed moment for me personally. Um, not to mention the fact that we had just come through some crazy lockdown shenanigans up in Canada, like everywhere else in the world. And um, so just the fact that I was able to get to Miami was, was, it was a big effort, personal effort, um, had to make a lot of sacrifices to be there. Um, but really it was part of a much bigger story for me personally. And this is where I think the mental health, uh, comes in. And, uh, for me, um, you know, uh, I only really began to overcome, uh, the major mental health struggles that I have, wrestled with for uh, tw 20 years now, actually. It's been over 20 years uh, since I was first diagnosed. And as in 2016, when, um, when I started to sort of remap and reconstruct um, my entire uh, view of myself and, and deconstructing my worldview from a logical perspective and going through that entire, you know, like uh, John Kabat-Zinn says, the, the full catastrophe of living and really embracing it honestly and directly. Right. And, uh, and like, uh, like Nietzsche says, you know, uh, Amar Fate, we, we have to love our fate and turn directly into the thing that is most terrifying for us. And, and so uh, the whole story of decentralization and uh, cryptocurrency and personal freedom and sovereignty, it directly, for me, directly is into this work that uh, is everyone's responsibility to to tackle the most difficult thing uh, in the world, which is ourselves, frankly, I believe. Right. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept. Um, so our conversation specifically in Miami you know, you, you were talking about perhaps launching a, a Bitcoin mining farm, a cryptocurrency mining farm that could benefit the, the, the local people, right? And I think at the time you were throwing around the idea of, of working with um, maybe some of the, the First Nations people. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right, actually. At the, at the time... Uh, I was working closely with a group up in Canada, um, and uh, the goal there was to build in, uh, indigenous innovation centers. And uh, because of the, the structure of the laws and, and sovereignty of uh, ind indigenous property in Canada, particularly in British Columbia, um, there was some unique opportunities uh, for these indigenous groups to uh, to write power purchase agreements um, with the provincial uh, uh, that that would have been BC Hydro, 
and uh, and and so the goal was to actually and still is the goal is to build the uh, data centers and uh, spin up uh, you know from the ground up uh, entirely new uh, 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 centers of of industry and economy and uh, so the data the data mining centers themselves is uh, is a going concern in and of itself uh, my task was to uh, develop and uh, work on and develop, um, like you say, how how we could actually structure the um, mining as a part of that scheme and uh, as a solution for energy independence for the indigenous populations there, and and also to could contribute to uh, load balancing uh, and so on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. Um... It's a concept I want to further explore uh, because, yeah, you know, I, I think, well, in, in the future, I think uh, those power producers, people who have special agreements um, to utilize power or, or that, that can produce power for cheap are going to be an integral part of, of mining. You know, we're already starting to see that right now with uh, oil and gas sites and, and even some like some nuclear sites. Um, it's, it's getting more, more and more married together, uh, the actual power production and, and the Bitcoin mining. So, yeah, you know, I, I know that that meant a lot to you, um, you know, to, to try to work on a solution that, that would benefit the, the Aboriginal, the, the first nations people. Um, but yeah, so now, you know, I, I guess I just wanted to talk to the audience here for a little bit there, the reason why. Um, Skanu here doesn't have a first name or a last name. The reason why he doesn't have a photo is he hasn't he hasn't yet come out to his followers um, and he hasn't shared uh, who he is yet. But uh, so yeah, you you do have uh, some Telegram groups, don't you? And and uh, like a, a Twitter handle that that you guys post some content to. Yeah. Uh, so, and and I'm happy to talk about that. And uh, um, uh, uh, you know, like a lot of people who choose to stay anonymous in this space, it's um, you know, it's a decision you come to carefully. Um, we still don't know where we're at in this world when it comes to uh, censorship and and control by central authorities. I think that's a serious topic that everyone should consider carefully. Um, I actually have nothing to hide, but uh, we are in, I think, a very unique space and a unique market. And uh, with the power of technology, um, I think we have to be very sensible about the choices that we make. Uh, if people were really interested in finding out who I was, it would probably take them about a 20-minute Google search and they could find me. So it's not like uh, I, uh, this isn't, you know, like... Uh, James Bond level uh, concealment or anything like that. It's just a choice that I'm making uh, yep. for now. Yep. Well, awesome. Yeah. So what, what's one of the, the major projects that you're working on right now? I, I know you've been doing a lot of traveling uh, in the, the Eastern hemisphere of the world. Um, yeah. What, what's, what's keeping you busy these days? Yeah. So after, uh, after the Bitcoin conference last May, um, uh, you know, the, uh, I went back to Canada at that time and then decided, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to continue to travel because, um, 
you know, with the restrictions at that time, I didn't know when, when restrictions would come back. And, and the m more I watched the behavior of our Canadian government um, around censorship and the trucker convoy and stuff, I was really quite disappointed in uh, not only the government, but how people respond to what I th thought were clear intentions. Um, you know, for me personally, I, I, I care deeply about uh, politics, uh, economics, and philosophy. Those are the three pillars, I think, that I view the world through. Um, so with the, you know, the, um, the most um, uh, clear sense, those are my metrics. If I, if I come across any problem, and actually this gets back to the me my mental health, I, I revert to some very simple tools that I've developed over the years. And uh, um, just guess what you call local therapy, um, which is just taking words seriously. Um, you know, when 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 I see a, a culture and a society not take their words very seriously, um, and they don't consider the implications, even they don't they don't have the tools or the words to understand um, uh, or what the implications are when the state says. Uh, uh, we have authority over your body, right? We can inject your body with things. You know, I, I don't, I don't have to go. We don't have to go uh, to conspiracy theory on this at all. Just from very basic um, level, um, if you just read the basic texts in philosophy, there's an important difference um, between uh, where states' authority uh, begins and ends. And I think uh, we need to have a serious conversation about that. I think we might have cut out there for a minute. Yep. No, it's fine. It was, it was a little garbled, but um, I, we get the, the main gist. Yep. So, Skinu, um, what what would you say that people people misunderstand? What what would what do people misunderstand most about you? We're having a little lag in the audio here. So just as a reminder, uh, Skinu is over in South Turkey. Um, he just dropped off the call, but uh, we're going to go to a little bit of a, a break here. And we'll share about some exciting upcoming events that we have here. So this first one here is the... Dominican Republic Bitcoin meetup, and it's it's an event that I'm throwing. You can go to two.tools/dr, and so we're going to have some guest speakers. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a, a party in the Dominican Republic in the mountains, in the mountains of Harabacoa. Uh, so the agenda here is at one o'clock. We're going to do some networking uh, up in the mountains at uh, the restaurant called Hamaca de Dios. And there's going to be a presentation followed by a pre-party and then a hosted dinner from five to seven and then uh, after party from seven till 10. So this is going to take place December 28th and in the Dominican Republic, you're welcome to come early, stay late and uh, you know, just enjoy the, the country. There's going to be some speakers coming in from out of the country and as well as some 
Bitcoin influencers directly in the Dominican Republic already um, who will be joining us there. So the second event that we have here is my event called Scott's Virtual Mining Conference. You can go to 2.tools slash virtual. And here it's going to be an online party as well as a, a 3D virtual uh, Bitcoin mining uh, expo hall. So it's, it's going to be a pretty interesting experience if you are interested at all in uh, you know, using Oculus or if you're into gaming. We have this um, pretty simple... 3D virtual world where you can have an avatar and you can go around and actually network with people and um, it's pretty cool. So there's going to be some exhibitors there uh, with their booths. You can enter into their booths and ask some questions and watch some videos. Um, so that's another cool event that we have coming up. And then also at the end of April, we have our advanced uh, level two minor repair training. Uh, the same week we have a, a basic uh, level one repair training as well. And this takes place in Wisconsin. So you can go to 2.tools slash advanced uh, for more information about that. Um, but yeah, let's get back to our, our broadcast here. And we have Skanu back online. And uh, all right, welcome back. How, how's your internet over there? <laughs> I guess I cut out. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sketchy. It's sketchy. Yeah. I'm in a great location. It's beautiful, um, but the uh, it's quite mountainous here, and the exposure we have. We need to. Uh, I think we need to get you some some Starlink or you know some some satellite. I don't know. Uh, so well, let's let's try this again. Uh, see if see if you're still online. Um, the question that I want to ask you was, you know, what do people misunderstand most about you? Hey, uh, so um, if I heard your question right, it was um, what do most people misunderstand? What do people misunderstand most about me? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I actually don't know because I'm not most other people. I'm not any other people, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> I really have no idea what they misunderstand. But I can tell you one thing. My what I have learned is, of course, is uh we're all having our own experience. And uh, so what, I, what I've learned is that um, if you spend enough time with anyone and you really care to understand uh, how they view the world, you can bet your bottom dollar that uh, they would not be living your life the way that, uh, the way that you, you see fit. <laughs> to, <laughs> put, to put yeah. it one way. To put it one yeah, way. Probably, yeah. Another, another question for you. So, hey, it, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Well, I think, um, you know, with, um, with the history that I've had over, over 20 years of, um, really trying to find a fit between how I see the world and, uh, and, uh, my, my place in it, um, really becomes a question at, at, at my age and stage in life is it's about my legacy. And, uh, so, you know, I mentioned 2016 and how that was the beginning of a reconstruction for my life. So at that time, I thought, well, anything I do from this point forward is um, it's about what I leave behind. And uh, so in terms of what I'm remembered for, 
um, my, my goal is to just keep, keep working at what I'm working on, which is to uh, build relationships in communities around the world and uh, find solutions that work for them and try to solve some big problems, not, not to, not to step back from the big challenges in life because what, what, again, what I found is that when I, when I shrink from a challenge, I shrink as an individual and my thinking becomes uh, subpar. My ability to think rationally uh, declines and uh, I suffer for it and everyone around me suffers for it. So take on the big challenges, take on yourself and, um, I hope, hope I'm remembered actually just simply as a person who uh, can encourage other people. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Thank you for answering that question. Um, so how about uh, an influential person in your life? Uh, maybe you could tell me something about an influential person in your life and, and how they impacted you. Well, I could pick three. Um, one would be John Kabat-Zinn. Um, another one would be, um, um, friend of mine, Mario up in Canada. He taught me how to practice Qigong. Um, John Kabat-Zinn introduced me to meditation and, uh, and then Jesus Christ. Very nice. So that sounds like th three wonderful people. I, I know a little bit about the last one. Um, but yeah, yeah, what's, Jesus, what's he's pretty sweet. <laughs> he's pretty sweet dude. Uh, yeah. So what, what was that middle one? You said chi chi bong. Chi gong, chi gong. It's uh, it's a lot. It's like uh, tai chi. Uh, you know, slow movement, control Movement's breathing, true. focus of the mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of slow hand movements, and uh, that that actually um, uh, that relates to my understanding of Jesus Christ, because uh, when, when uh, Mario was my first instructor with Qigong and, uh, and when, when he taught me that practice, it's a practice that goes back, you know, maybe 5,000 years um, in China. And it changed my whole perspective, not just perspective, but my conscious awareness was completely changed in the space of two weeks through this practice right. to the point that it was beyond my ability to understand. And the only way I could explain it was that it was as though all the explanations in the Bible that try to describe what the kingdom of heaven is like, uh, that's what my waking experience had suddenly shifted to. And it really forced me to ask myself who, you know, I, I can't really say that I know who who is this this God that I worship. You know this this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, because somehow he was miraculously able to introduce this person into my life that taught me a, a life changing practice, and it it, it hasn't um, it hasn't diminished me one bit. It's only expanded my my awareness and. Um, yeah, taught me taught me humility and uh, and and given me great strength. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's it's wonderful that uh, you know our God is a God that uh, he's he's God of the whole world. You know he he created the whole show. 
Well, if if you can make it back to uh, United States in the middle of May, there there's actually a conference called Thank God for Bitcoin Conference, and it's taking place the day before this next uh, Bitcoin uh, 2023 conference in Miami Beach. Sounds like that might be a good fit for you. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear that, that you had, you know, kind of a, I don't know, a woke experience, you know, that, that made you more appreciative of, of God, uh, you know, through your, your meditation practices. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been really, really great. Um, I'm I'm at a bit of a loss for words, I guess. <laughs> that's that's okay. I have another question for you. Um, so what what's one of your biggest pet peeves in this crypto industry? You know this this market. <laughs> <laughs> pet peeves, pet peeves. I don't know if I have any. Um, I mean, I I do uh, I uh, I trade the market. Um, so if anybody has any uh, has any inside tips on who to talk to, to, to get the chart to go up when I want it to go up. That that's my biggest pet peeve these days, but a, a pet peeve about crypto. Um, you know what I, I think, um, you know, s seriously though, um, it would be nice if we could talk about, uh, and, and, and this could be my shortcoming as well, but, um, I'd like to have a more honest discussion about how cryptocurrency and proof of work um, can come together without so much, uh, you know, so much vitriol from Bitcoin maximalists. I, I like their perspective and, and I understand why they're so passionate. And I think they serve a vital, um, they serve a vital role in this, in this whole uh, industry. Um, but personally, um, would be nice to know, uh, you know, come come to grips with, uh, at least for my own benefit, why we can't talk about, um, you know, a, a, a space for proof of work and cryptocurrency together. Seems seems to me like um, people are uh, partitioned into, pardon the pun, but partitioned into. Uh, proof of work camps and Bitcoin maximalists and, and then the shit coiners. And, uh, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see some cross homogenation over there in, in that whole. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. You know, the, the, the name of my company, the name of my brand is Scott's crypto mining. And, you know, I, I, um, didn't, I didn't know that I'd get so much backlash from the Bitcoin maximalists about that name. And, and so I tried telling them, well, you know, Bitcoin is crypto. You know, it's the best crypto, right? But it's a cryptocurrency. But their their way of seeing it is, no, you know, there's Bitcoin and then there's crypto. Um, and Bitcoin is not crypto. But so it's it's really, you know, some of it is just semantics. Like, okay, it's, it's cryptocurrency. It's built on uh, cryptographic technology. Um, but yeah, there, there's, there's definitely a big divide there and it seems like there's a lot of, uh, rel religious zealots, I suppose, um, who, you know, 
very much guard and practice their their re religion uh, and religiosity of Bitcoin maximalism. So yeah, I, I definitely see your point there in in wanting to to nurture that conversation between you know cryptocurrency and proof of work and and where all of that that fits in. Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I don't lose any sleep over it. Um, the, there's also, uh, you know, the the term pet peeve, I guess, is uh, it's it's sort of like um, a pet peeve is sort of like something you just can't let go of. It's just like I I choose something I choose to keep this. Yes, I'm just gonna keep this thing around because you know kind of makes me uncomfortable and I like the uncomfortable feeling that it gives me, you know, it's kind of my, my thing. I like to like, I like to, I like to not like. And uh, so I try not to give too much oxygen to these kinds of things because uh, again, at the end of the day, it's um, uh, where does that really take me? I think um, the problem, the problems I like to focus on are, are, are the problems. Like I mentioned earlier, when Nietzsche talks about Amr Fati, love your fate. You know, the few times in my life, Einstein, I think he said, you know, most most people um, have, you know, maybe maybe two thoughts in their entire life and the rest is just regurgitation. And and I, I, I think I've been blessed to have my two thoughts in my lifetime. And uh, so and th those have been great moments, but they've come after like tremendous amounts of effort and sacrifice and um, um, and. And when I mean effort, like I mean sort of in the in the woo way kind of kind of way, you know, the um, the being not being kind of way, like getting out of my own way. And it's that uh, it's like being on the on the first yard line, and to score the goal, you've you've got to overcome like the most resistance you can imagine. But in the world that I understand, I I live in, it's it's not a world that really operates on the basis of it's it's not my will be done it's his will be done and and the ultimate submission um and sacrifice i i can't understand it i mean it's not something you can explain from the mechanics of it it's um you know he who knows doesn't speak and he who speaks doesn't know right yeah interesting um well we're coming close to the end of this podcast here. Uh, I like to try to keep it under 35 minutes, but you know, so I, I have a question for you. Uh, the question is what's one question you wish I would have asked you during this podcast and, and how, how would you have answered it? Um, maybe how do I like my steak done? You know, that, that party you've got happening down in the Dominican sounds like a good one. <laughs> yeah that's that sounds good food yeah. there i i like the uh the they call it the bandara i don't know if i'm seeing it right but the bandara is like the the flag right and it's it's like their their chicken and their um the rice and their the pollo guisado it, it's they have some really really good food there yeah um, yeah that's great that's great and uh you're, you're, you're quite well known for, for your events and parties that you throw. And uh, I'd really like to come to one of those. That, that's definitely on the list. Definitely on the bucket list. Well, good. Good. Yeah. I, I hope you can make it out of South Turkey and, and make it back to, you know, the, the Western hemisphere. 
maybe we'll meet up. Otherwise, maybe, I don't know, you know, Dubai is always a good place to meet. Maybe we'll have something there. Hey, let's talk about Dubai. It's uh, probably next on the list here for me in, uh, in uh, next month or so. Nice. Um, well, okay, one, one parting question. Uh, what, what's the most important or an, an important life lesson you know, that, that you've learned over your, your career? A uh, personal life lesson, I would say, is um, take yourself seriously. Take yourself seriously, really. I, a lot of people would say, don't take yourself too seriously. But what, what is? Yeah, what is I that think mean, that's bad advice. I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we have, um, uh, you know, being in Turkey right now. I, I wanted to tie something in here actually during this talk, and it hasn't come up. And, uh, and that's the difference about living in a, um, uh, in this case, a uh, culture that's, uh, it's dominated by, you know, the, the, the Muslim religion and the Muslim culture. And, um, so it's, it's been wonderful for me because I don't speak really any Turkish at all. So I don't, I don't have to, um, um, think about what other people are talking about you know uh, I'm, I'm when i overhear conversations i don't understand a word i'm hearing so um but I, i've been able to learn through the relationships that i've developed here um a lot about the culture and it's a wonderful culture and <clears throat> and um and a lot of this because i don't don't understand the language i have to i have to presume that you know people being being largely the same no matter where you go in the world the, the the major difference that how we experience one another is is through our cultural differences um and right. getting back to this idea about taking yourself seriously is um it's uh you know we have co compared to some of the places i've been in the last several months and, and over the years we have it comparatively easy uh, in the West and, um, and that's putting it mildly. Um, and so, you know, the problems we think we have are not actual problems. Um, and that's what I mean by take yourself seriously. Um, I'm not, I don't mean in this self-serving sort of way, but, you know, for those who are really working and struggling, not just to make sense of their own life, but to make sense of the world and, um, make sense of the language that they choose to use, the, the, the way that they speak to one another and to themselves. The real fundamental um, philosophical uh, questions um, that are lie at the, the base of everything. Um, uh, I mean, in that sense, to, to really tell, take, take, the, take the problem of the self seriously, maybe is a more accurate way to say it. Sure. Take the problem of the self seriously, and and ask yourself, who am I? Who am I? And 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 if anything is possible, and and it is, anything truly is possible, then not so much about who am I in the world, but who is the world in relationship to me? I think maybe the last thing I'll the last thing I'll say before the podcast ends is uh, I had a I have a very good friend up in Canada. Uh, and he, he gave me some, I wouldn't call it advice, but 
he said to me one day, he said, uh, there's no need to genuflect to the world. And he, he was a, a very well-known practicing lawyer in Canada, one of the top prosecutors in the country. And to genuflect is, is to defer to the court. And so what he was saying is, in this world, in this lifetime, to do anything of importance, to become anyone of significance, uh, to look yourself in the mirror and truly know who you are and, and to be happy with what you see, there's no need to defer to authority in any shape or form. Um, the only authority you need to answer to is, is to God, in my opinion, in my view. That's what my understanding is. And uh, that's what I mean about taking the self seriously. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. One last question I have to ask everybody. If somebody gave you 500 Bitcoin tomorrow, what would you do with it or what would you spend it on? Wow. Well, the first thing I'd do is I'd put it in a hardware wallet and then I'd give, then I'd give it a lot of thought because uh, that kind of a windfall doesn't come around every day. Um, I probably would do my best uh, to keep it and not spend it and not trade it and um yeah i i think that's what i would do i would probably not do anything with it because <laughs> until I, you've had I, time I think the to real... process it huh pardon me until you've had time to process it and, and think about it yeah i i think so because um I mean, really, what you want to do is you want to you want to invest it. So I think it should become an investment. Um, that would be my view. Just just to sock it away somewhere and uh, invest it for the long term. Well, awesome, uh, Skinu. It was good talking with you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, and uh, I hope to see you in person again very soon. Thanks Thank for you. your time, Scott. It's been a pleasure. All right. Take care. This episode is brought to you by ASIC Ninja.